nationally syndicated media personality and author Sheila Zielinski, a.k.a. Weekend Vigilante. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only program to bring you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God with a focus on spiritual warfare. And now, here's Sheila. Well, hello, listeners, and welcome. I'm your host, Sheila Zielinski. Today, folks, I have an amazing guest. He's a powerful, anointed man of God. He has a powerful deliverance ministry. He's helped countless people get healing, deliverance, and freedom. I could go on and on. I'm excited to have him on my show. Pastor John Kyle, welcome to the program, sir. Well, thank you, Sheila. It's very good to be here with you. I do appreciate the time with you. Thank you. It's such an honor. Pastor, you know, it might seem like a funny place to start, but... I sometimes wonder if the early Christians were around today, would they even recognize what we call Christianity? Our version is a bland, watered-down, lukewarm. I said actually on the Hagman show last week, we've got light mayo and light beer, and I call this light Christianity. I mean, you'll rarely see an altar call. You'll rarely see a message on repentance. It's become this intellectualized experience void of the Holy Spirit power that the early church experienced. I mean, if you look at the early church, they regularly experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And how much loss do we we suffer because we don't expect the Spirit to show up as promised? Everything that I read about the church in the New Testament centered on the power of the Holy Spirit working in the hearts of Christian believers. And sadly, for many Christians today, that this has not been their experience. Pastor Kyle, in your opinion, why are we not seeing power in our churches today? Well, there's more than one reason, I believe, but let's look at a few of them. One of them is unbelief today. Certainly, a lot of people Mm -hmm. just simply don't believe the Word of God. We live in such a materialistic, compromising society that Everything, you can just go down to the to the doctor or go down to the bank or go wherever and get your needs met one way or another in the natural realm. So why do you have to believe God? Why do you have to see the miracle-working power of Jesus in their life? Another reason, of course, is compromise. Yeah. And there's so much compromise and worldliness that has just moved right into the church. In fact, we try to be like the world to win people to Jesus, and I'm telling you, that doesn't work. The Bible says that the gospel is offensive to the carnal man, and so we're not preaching that kind of gospel today. So when the gospel is preached, signs and wonders will follow. So if we're not preaching the real gospel, we're preaching some kind of watered-down, tickle-my-ears type of gospel that makes everybody feel good, then we're missing out on the real gospel, so we're missing out on the real signs and wonders as well, in my opinion. And, of course, one more reason, I think, too, is, is just rampant sin in the churches because the deliverance ministry is not really being taught and practiced in the local church, which it should be in every church. I believe when a person gets born again, they need to go through a time of deliverance and begin to get free from these things that hold them back and hinder them and block them in their walk of moving ahead in Jesus. 
Well, it's funny, as you were talking, I was reminded of Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor of thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. There really is a, a famine in the land for the true word of God, isn't there, Pastor Kyle? Well, absolutely. In my opinion, there certainly is. If people are just gathering together, people who, have, you know, they, they have itching ears, it says in Second Timothy, that they have itching ears and they have people that will speak to their itching ears what they want to hear. And, and it's really the people's fault as well. It's not just the uh, minister's fault in the pulpit. But the people don't want to hear the strong gospel. They don't want to hear that they might have demons and they need to get delivered and they need to change and there needs to be life transformations take place and they need to walk a holy, separated life because we're in the world, but we're not of the world. You know, God called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, and that's the way he's called us to walk today. Well, I'm reminded of Elijah in the showdown of the prophets of Baal when he said, how long will you falter between two different things at the time. Of course, we know that there was a lot of Baal worship. And he, he said, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have one foot in Baal worship, one foot in the things of God, really. And that's really kind of where we're at, because I don't think, Pastor, I've ever seen such a time that we're seeing the devouring, the deception, the backbiting, the butchering of the brethren, the absolute inundation of sinfulness, just absolute lasciviousness abounds. And I just said recently, Sodom and Gomorrah has got nothing on what's going on today in our society. I mean, look around, and there's an absolute ubiquitous plethora. I mean, it's the golden calf worship on steroids here, flagrant and blatant. It's interesting because I always think of the scripture, and it's such a powerful scripture in Luke 24, 47 to 50. Repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That's what Jesus said when he came back. After he had resurrected, he came back. What did he say? He said, repentance and remission of sins should be preached. That's the first thing he literally said. And then he talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Talking about two specific things that I don't even think we're hearing anywhere out there is baptism of the Holy Spirit and repentance and remission of sins. You'll barely hear a message on repentance today. What is up with that, Pastor Kyle? Well, I think it, uh, they don't see the value of that. Plus, uh, they, want to, they want to be in their sins. They want to continue doing what they want. I mean, we have people in the church today that uh, you ask their opinion on homosexuality, and they say, well, it's It's okay. Uh, it's all right to be a homosexual, and uh, like uh, the lead lead singer of Jars of Clay, uh, a Christian uh, music uh, group, just recently came out and, and said that it's okay. He doesn't have a problem with homosexual marriage. Well, you know, they've got some backlash over that, but some people don't, don't seem to care that they think that way. So uh, this is what we're seeing in the, in the churches more and more today, so there is no real call for Well, and it's coming from the pulpit. Joel Osteen recently said on record in the, said, you know, I don't preach about homosexuality because I don't understand it. I thought, well, what is not to understand here, Joel? It's pretty clear. God's pretty clear in his word how he feels about it. It's amazing that it's coming right from the pulpit, this loosey-goosey, anything goes, let's not offend anybody, let's have this little happy, clappy Sunday sentimental service, 
move them in, move them out, entertain them. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. And I think it was Tom Horn that actually said on one of my shows, and I thought it was so profound, and I never forgot this. He said, if my parents walked into a church today, they'd be casting out demons. It's unrecognizable. Oh, I agree with that. It is definitely uh, a different time, a different season, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. That There's just a minority, a remnant group of people. That's all there is that really wants to walk on in, in this walk that God called people to walk in this hour that we live in. And I also might say that, you know, you can do all the preparing for this hour. You can do yourself already physically. You can get all types of food supply, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if you don't deal with the demons uh, and what you're carrying, you know, you could have all manner of problems during the dark days that are ahead. So that's why I think deliverance is such an important thing for the time that we're living in right now, for every believer to begin to get free from these things. That's a really good segue, Pastor, because you've got a new book. I found the title really interesting. And deliverance is so important. I want you to talk about why you think your book is important and timely, because I certainly think it is. Well, the book is definitely about the ministry of deliverance. And I think that right now people need to look into that subject, because especially if they've never had any deliverance before in their life. And this book, of course, is titled, Do You Have Demon Trouble? And so... What a lot of people don't realize is that, that the problems they're suffering in their life are the result of demons. You know, a lot of people think it's just a personality quirk or, or it's some type of, uh, you know, issue that they had from their parents or something, but they don't get to the root of the problems, which are really demon spirits. Now, we know that a Christian cannot be fully possessed by a, a demon, but they can be under the control and influence of spirit. Let me just explain body, soul, and spirit real quickly. We're three parts, just like the the Trinity is, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. Now, Jesus doesn't live in the flesh. He lives in our spirit, which is also equal to the the old tabernacle in the Old Testament. We had the outer court, we had the holy place, and then we had the most holy place. Well, our spirit is like the most holy place where the very presence of God abides. No demon can get in there with Jesus. But our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotion, has plenty of demons attached to it. And the body, you know, has sickness, disease, and physical problems, arthritis. I remember this one girl that we cast the spirit of arthritis out. She was probably 20-something years old and and a beautiful young lady. But we started calling that spirit of arthritis out, and her hands gnarled up so tight, I tried to pull them apart before that spirit left, and I could not budge those fingers. They were gnarled up so tight, but we cast that spirit of arthritis out of her, a fine Christian young lady, and her hands relaxed, and she was free from that spirit of arthritis. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, everyone. This is Sheila Zielinski. How would you like to advertise your product or service with us? We have a very robust audience as well as a large social media reach. And we should be supporting Christian businesses. 
If you're interested in advertising your product or services with us, send us an email at info at sheila.media. That's info at sheila.media. And one of our sales staff will get in touch with you to see if your product or service is a good fit. All our advertising packages can be tailored to fit your budget. Consider advertising on The Sheila Zielinski Show. That's info at sheila.media. Make the inquiry today and get your business noticed. Sheila will be coming to sunny California for the month of July and is considering different venues to visit. If you're in California and you're interested in having your church or small group host a weekend warfare workshop with Sheila, send her an email at info at sheila.media to start the process. That's info at sheila.media. Her SWAT prayer group will also be hosting an amazing event at a date to be determined. Stay tuned for details and be sure to be following her Facebook page. Sheila will also be in Montrose, Colorado, September 27th through the 29th at the Western Colorado Church of Deliverance in conjunction with the West Coast Church of Deliverance. For more information, go to WCCD.com. In October, she'll be in Auburn, Alabama from the 4th to the 6th at the Skyfall 2019 Bible Conference Cosmology Prayer and Spiritual Warfare event in conjunction with Fire and Grace Church. For more information, go to skyfall2019.org. That's skyfall2019.org. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. People need to recognize that a lot of the things going on in their lives, the root of it is demons. A lot of Christians today, I'm running up with a, a whole lot of Christians today and talking to them about this issue. They can't seem to open up their Bible and read their Bible. Well, what we've found over and over and over, if they can't seem to get into the Word of God, it's because there are spirits that hinder them from studying the Word of God, from meditating on the Word of God, demon spirits have come into their lives, such as maybe witchcraft in the past, or generational spirits, such as Freemasonry in their family line, or maybe they did drugs or alcohol. They have hindering spirits. Like Paul said, you know, but Satan hindered me. You know, he was trying to get somewhere, but he couldn't get there because Satan hindered him. Well, a lot of people are trying to get somewhere in God today, but they can't get there because Satan is hindering them. He's blocking them, and there are spirits in the way. And as long as those spirits are there, they can't get free to where they can move on with God and be all that God is wanting them to be in the times that we're living in today. And so these roots are holding Christians in bondage. Now, as far as who has demons, you know, let me just say that the way this book deals with it, it deals with it from the point of there, I've never met any Christian that didn't need a measure of deliverance. I've never met anyone that didn't have demons, okay, both Christian and non-Christian. But why do you cast out demons? Why do you cast them out only out of Christian? Why not out of unbelievers? Well, one reason is because they couldn't hold their deliverance if we cast them out of an unbeliever unless they got born again. Right. Because the Bible says when the house is cleaned up and empty, the spirit will go get seven more spirits, bring them back, and it'll be worse for that person. Well, our houses are the only houses that won't be empty. As a Christian, we can fill our house with Jesus, 
we can study the Word of God, we can pray, we can fill our house, and we will not get seven times worse. But an unbeliever, their house is empty, clean, and they can't fill it because they don't have Jesus. Okay, so the demons will come back and, and, and it'll be worse for them. So there's no point in casting demons out of an unbeliever. The Bible referred to deliverance as the children's bread. Okay, so it's for the children of God. I find it so interesting, Pastor, because today's churches, they don't want to deal with deliverance or demons. In fact, they don't even want to talk about it. But it's remarkable to me all throughout the New Testament, especially in Mark, uh, well, people want to look this up, 20, 23, 32 to 34 and 39, Jesus always dealt with the spirits in people. He named spirits, you know, spirit of infirmity, spirit of fear. He always dealt with people who were sick and demonized. You see this over and over. Healing and deliverance are always kind of synonymous. They're interwoven. And the Bible really doesn't make much of a distinction between sick and demonized. And I like how it says Jesus preached and expelled demons throughout Galilee. So it wasn't like it was a one-time act or... He wasn't doing it very often, or it was a rare, isolated occurrence. It was a continuous thing. And so uh, what I want to get into today is how people can recognize when there is demonization. Now, I want to kind of clarify something. I hate the word demon possession, because it's not like the devil can just simply possess you. So I think people get a little thrown off by that term. But every single Christian, any Christian can be demonized, afflicted, and affected by demons. Of course they can. The Bible is very clear on that. But I think the problem for people is they think that it's some kind of complete possession and, you know, they picture the, you know, movie exorcism and they have all these kind of crazy ideas of what that is. So kind of help people understand the afflictions. Let's get into some of the things where people can tell that they could possibly have some demonization. Well, one of the best ways to tell if you have a spirit or not is if you're having a problem in any area and you've prayed, you've fasted, you've struggled, and it has not been overcome in your life, such as the area of lust, if you're continually having a problem with the area of lust, you seem to just can't pull yourself away from pornography, or and many Christian men struggle with that, and some Christian women as well, if you can't seem to pull yourself away, you've fasted, you've prayed, you've repented, but nothing is changing, then you could be about 100% sure that you uh, you have demon spirits of lust and you need to get those spirits cast out of you and get free from those things. Now, also, if you look at the Word of God, the Word of God says these signs will follow. Mark chapter 16, these signs will follow them that believe in my name. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover and you shall cast out devils. Now, this is a commission that Jesus gave before he left, you know, to go up into another dimension, and he gave that commission to every believer. So this is not something just for ministers to do. Everyone needs to learn to do this. You may not do it as often as others, but you need to be able to do that. So, yes, Christians do have demons, and they are attached to the flesh and the soul and the body, and you need to remember the scripture that flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what did Paul say in Romans seven seventeen through twenty? He said that he said, I do what I don't want to do because there's no good thing that dwelleth in my flesh. In other words, it's a living thing that's attached to our flesh. He said there's no good thing there. See, sin is alive, it's spirits as well. Okay? And it dwells in our flesh. Lust, greed, jealousy, pride is a, certainly a big value. And, 
anger and hatred and rage and strife in marriages today. Many marriages aren't even began to be made in heaven. Demons draw two people together, they end up married together, and all they do is fight or they have strife or they have division, and the demons in the man torment the demons, the woman, and the demons in the woman torment the man, and they just go at it, and this is what demons do so much of the time. And marriage is supposed to be a little bit of heaven on earth, not hell on earth, you know. <laughs> and so God wants you to get free from those things so you can have a good marriage. Uh, gossip is a demon. Depression. So many Christians are on psychotropic drugs today. Lord, have mercy. They're taking these drugs. What does the Bible say of the word pharmakia? Right. Sorcery as well. So we well, it's people... mind-numbing how many people actually. I was just actually reading an article, a very secular article. I thought it was interesting, of course. Psychology Today said 80% of North Americans, they figure, are hopped up on some type of... And this is a secular magazine. I thought that is staggering. And look at the suicide rates. I mean, they're off the charts. I mean, even there's more military suicides than there are in combat. I mean, there's something very staggering about some of these statistics, yet nobody wants to talk about the fact that how many people are in mental institutions that are probably just being demonized? How many people are in a hospital with infirmities and sickness and disease that also are demonic? You know, I've heard Christians say, well, I'm not called to cast out demons. That's not my area. But here's the thing. Jesus said, go then, teaching them to do everything they witnessed him doing. One of the main things he taught them, Pastor Kyle, was how to deal with evil spirits. So the pattern and commission of Jesus was driving out unclean spirits and healing, and we have the authority through the blood of Christ to do that very thing. And he says, greater things will you do because I go to the Father. So it's not just somebody else's area. We should be doing this quite regularly. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. It's not something that's just, uh, you know, just a once in a while in the heart of the darkest of Africa type of thing. And that's what a lot of people think in the church today when they hear of deliverance. They think, oh, that's the witch doctor. That's in the deep, deep dark of South America <laughs> or Africa, but not the United States. But listen, America will be in more bondage in some cases than any of those countries because they're in denial about it. And the church is in denial. Well, where do demons want to be? Well, the Word of God says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So demons hang out in the churches that and get on people that don't yeah. believe in deliverance. They have a you know, open door to attack them because, well, I don't believe a Christian can have a demon. <laughs> so guess where the demons are going to work? They're going to work where you know people are ignorant. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Never before in history have we seen such an urgent need for spiritual warfare. Are you desiring a powerful and successful prayer life with other like-minded prayer warriors? That's what we have put together in SWAT Prayer. SWAT Prayer allows you to join like-minded prayer warriors across the West and worldwide. So you simply go to SWATprayer.com. You type in either your city or your state, you hit enter, you see this SWAT prayer icon that comes up on the screen, you click on that icon, that is your state leader. Simply connect with them and they will put you in touch with prayer groups in your state. God is raising up a powerful body of spiritual warriors ready for battle. 
spiritual warfare attack teams that are storming the gates. We are fighting a spiritual battle, and as Christians, we can make all the difference in warfare prayer. As Christians, we are given the power and authority. It's our responsibility to use the tactical weapons that God provided to storm the gates. Never before in history has warfare prayer been so urgently needed. As Christians, we can make a difference. Go to SWATprayer.com today. Do you want a more powerful and successful prayer life? Would you like to see results? God intended you to have victory. So then why does it seem like your prayers seem to go unanswered? Could it be that a key element of praying powerfully is being left out altogether? Discover the one thing the enemy does not want you to know that can make all the difference. This is a practical and easy to use powerful book where we lay out a powerful blueprint for real results. You can step into that powerful place of authority and begin to experience the outcome that you've been waiting for. No matter what is going on in your life, you have the power to change things through prayer. And do you know prayer is different than warfare? It is time to step out now in power and achieve results. Get your copy of Power Prayers today. It's warfare that works. Find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and get it brought into your local Christian bookstore. It's warfare that works. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. A friend of mine who is a Christian, which is shocking to me, goes to yoga, and they get into these trance-like states. And I said to her, what are you even doing entered? Painting. You know, they're running around in their Lululemon gear, but if they actually looked into what the symbol meant, but it's, a, it's huge mysticism, huge opening yourself up to just wide open. She told me, well, you know, the guru, and I said, the guy is a guru, and you're sitting there, and you are a blood-bought Christian, really? I said, well, I've got a problem with that. You know, and she absolutely did not want to hear it, but here's the thing. We have to be very careful what kind of things we're doing, and we have to really pay attention to the prompting of the Spirit, because none of God's people should be sitting, chanting, doing yoga. Oh, well, yoga is just a good exercise. I beg to differ. Get out of it. Quit doing it, people. If you're doing that and you're hearing this message today, you need to not participate in any more of this. But there, there's such little subtle things, isn't there, Pastor Kyle, nowadays? You know, it's, there's just a little bit of pantheism and a little bit of... Eastern meditation practices infused now. This new agey tentacle has really creeped into the church. Do you find that's true? Well, absolutely. It has uh, crept into the churches, and uh, we're seeing more and more of the different things that are actually from the occult in, in the churches today. And, and the Bible clearly tells us that the thieves come, but not for to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is exactly what he's doing. He brings death into Christian situation, and Paul had to deal with the, the, the demon-possessed lady that was following him around, and of course she was not a Christian, and it was saying things that may have been partially true. Nevertheless, 
these spirits are in the churches today, and unfortunately, many ministers will not deal with it and are not aware of it, and they're afraid that it, if they did deal with it, that people would leave their church and that yeah. their ministry would not be tied to, and and they would, you know, they would just lose their standing. Well, I can't be uh, casting out demons. I mean, we're the modern day church today. We don't do that sort of thing. That's <laughs> archaic, you know. That's that's uh, Jesus might have done some of that, but no, no, we don't do that today. But see, this is an error, a serious error that we see in the yeah. church today. And, and Christians do practice meditation, and they do practice yoga and, and karate and some of these other things that, you know, just pick up demons just by participating in, in those things. And it's a serious condition. Of well, I really today. do believe that the prime objective of demons is to keep you from knowing Christ and to keep you from serving Christ effectively. And I, and again, we say, if you're a Bible-believing Christian who is in fellowship, you pray regularly, you read your Bible regularly, you repent, you pray, you fast, yet you're still being tormented or aggravated by an affliction, you can be sure you're dealing with demonization. And one of the things I want you to get into, Pastor Kyle, is what are some areas how demons can afflict? Okay, well, there's many areas, but let me just give you one example here, and then we'll talk about some other areas. Now, one time I received a call from a brother in the Lord about his wife, and she was an important, supposedly spiritual person in their church, and she often ministered, and they all respected her and thought she was a great woman of God, and yet she told him after they were married that I have multiple personalities within me. And he had not seen that while they were courting, you know, going together. But after they were married, well, he sure saw it then. And when her demon began to manifest, she was a monster. And the most foul language came out of her mouth toward Mm -hmm. him. In fact, on the way to church, you know, she would begin to just say, uh, blanky, 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 and all types of, uh, of foul profanity came out of her mouth. And yet at church, she was so sweet and happy. Everybody thought she was such a godly woman. Yet every week on their way to church, she would curse. These multiple personality spirits would take over. And, you know, some people teach and believe that these are just a part of the person and they're harmless and we need to convert them. Well, I disagree with that. They're demons, in my opinion. Oh, they say that they can be taught to get along with each other. Well, I disagree. They're demons. These are lies. This is deception. Uh, another big area that you could know that you would have a demon is the area of anxiety. I remember a dear lady that was so faithful in church, but she had this anxiety problem. She just was so anxious. She wouldn't let her sleep at night. So we began to minister deliverance to her and and she began to get those spirits of anxiety out and began to rest at night and, and got totally free of that anxiety. But yet so many Christians are worrying today. People don't know that worry is, is sin and it opens the door to demons in their lives and they need to get rid of those spirits because they're absolutely disobeying the Word of God when they worry anyway uh, because the Word of God tells them that we need to cast every care on the Lord, for he cares for us, and we're not designed to carry those cares. God didn't make us to carry them. That's why he said to cast them on him. And demons are just looking for that opportunity to attack somebody when they start living in a measure of sin like that. And and as simple as worry, as simple as anxiety, how about stress, another area that people suffer under today? Fear is a big one. 
So many people walk in fear, and the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, yeah. love, a sound mind. So if God didn't give it, I have to say, well, where did it come from? If God didn't give you that spirit of fear, where did it come from? Well, we know where it came from. We came from demons. It's a spirit of fear. And Christians are suffering under that fear of the future, fear of the present, fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of, you know, I don't like spiders or snakes, but I'm not going to be in fear about it, okay? And because that would open up a door for a spirit to be in my life. You know, what we have today is a lot of toxic Christians. And you say, well, how can I be toxic? I'm a Christian. I know Jesus. Well, you have to understand, again, that, that we are three parts, body, soul, and spirit. You can't be fully possessed, but you can be, uh, the actual Greek word there for possessed is demonization or demonized, meaning that you're under the influence of a spirit. So if you were to go out and drink, a, let's say, a six-pack of beer, you would come under the influence of alcohol. Well, it's the same thing with demonic spirits. Right, you're right. under the influence of these spirits. You're not possessed by the alcohol but you are under the influence of the alcohol. And let me just give another example of how people don't even recognize that these things are in them. is because they were born with generational curses. They were born with things that were passed down through the family line. For example, I'm going to use a little bit of a crude example, but uh, look at a, a little puppy. It's born from a, a mother, a dog, and the mother has fleas on it. Now we've got this little puppy, it inherited the fleas from mom, and the only life it's ever known is to have a bunch of fleas on its body, so it thinks that it's normal to have these fleas on its body. And this is what Christians do today. They think, well, that's just the way I am. I, my mother was angry all the time, so I, I'm just like my mother. I'm angry. I have an anger problem, or I have a gossip problem because my mother was a gossip, or my father... He was mean, so I've got that mean streak in me, not realizing that these are the fleas that you got from your parents generationally. See, the spirits are familiar spirits. They like to stay in the family line until the, the things are broken and cast out. You will continue to have these problems, and you'll die and go to heaven and have those spirits all the way up into the point of your death. And many Christians do because they just simply remain ignorant about this subject and so they continue to be tormented. And, you know, you might be like this woman out there, very spiritual and love Jesus, and yet nobody knows that you've got some toxins in you. You're toxic in one or more areas. And this is not to say that you're a bad person or that God doesn't love you. No, it just makes you miserable, you know, and maybe others as well, too, especially those close to you who really know you. See, most people don't really know people. So how did these toxins get in to me? How did they get into me? Well, they get in through attractors. And what is one of the main attractors? Of course, sin is, right? And so God said in Ecclesiastes 10.8 that if a hedge is broken down, a serpent will bite you. So that's what has happened. People through sin, like promiscuity growing up in high school, you, you had sex outside of marriage, that breaks walls down. And demons get in through that. And you say, well, I'm a Christian now. I wasn't then, so those demons surely can't be in me because Jesus has saved me. Well, wait a minute. Demons don't leave just because you become a Christian. For example, if you have some uh, sickness when you get born again, does that sickness leave? Not necessarily, okay, unless you get prayer and anointed with oil and get healed. Otherwise, that sickness is still there, but you're a Christian then. Well, it's the same thing with demons, though. You become a Christian, and these curses don't leave. 
these demons don't leave just because now you're a Christian. Uh, they only come out when they are cast out. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. Listen, there are just too many reasons to list why you need to become one of my patrons today. Not only do you get exclusive content, you get access to private Q&As with Sheila and friends, commercial-free content, and so much more when you become a patron member. But you know what a better reason to become a member of patron is? Because you're supporting this broadcast and its efforts to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you partner with me, you become a part of God advancing his kingdom and in the end time harvest of souls that right there is the best reason to get behind this ministry and become one of my patrons let me be your voice in this epic end time battle become a patron today hey folks it's Sheila and I just wanted to write you a quick thank you note on air for taking part in our efforts to bring the message of salvation and forgiveness and deliverance to this hurting and lost world. Your partnership with Sheila Zielinski Ministries, it matters and it's making a difference in the lives of fellow Christians, not just across North America, but around the globe. You know, Proverbs 11.30 says that the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life and he that winneth souls is wise. When you partner up with Sheila Zelensky Ministries, it's far more than just giving money to a ministry. It's about sowing seeds into the lives of the lost, winning souls for the kingdom, and equipping the saints for the battles we face here in these last days. By sowing financially into this ministry, you are making an eternal investment into the kingdom of God that will pay dividends eternally. Jesus commanded us to reach the lost world with the good news and this mandate, it's still in effect for his believers today. This ministry is trying to reach as many people as possible so that they can know about the victory over sin that Jesus has provided for us on the cross and the blessings they can have in communion with his Holy Spirit. Thank you for your continual support in prayer and in giving. You make it possible for all of us here at Sheila Zielinski Ministries to continue to do what we do now and grow to even bigger heights to advance God's kingdom. Together, we are all a vital part of fulfilling Jesus' great commission in the earth. We love you and we are praying for you every day. Thank you for your support. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. You cannot pray out a demon. You have to cast them out. You cannot counsel out a demon. Countless Christians go for counseling, and the demons just sit there and laugh when they're in a counseling session because they're not going to leave because they're not being confronted. You have to confront demons aggressively, and in the name of Jesus, and the Word of God, and the blood of Jesus against them, uh, if you want them to really move. Otherwise, they're just going to, you know, ignore the counseling, and ignore the drugs, ignore all the things that people do to try to solve their problem, okay? And so here we have a situation that people are being bit by the snake, and they become toxic, and, and maybe rejection is there. Maybe you were rejected as a, as a child. I remember I used to have a fear of the dark, you know, in me. I was afraid to get up in the night and, and walk around the house. If I if we heard a noise, I'd tell my wife, honey, you check that out. I'm not, I'm not getting out of this bed, 
okay, because I had a spirit of fear of the dark. But then I got that cast out of me. And now I don't mind walking in the dark any time. I get up, check anything out, look out, walk outside, walk around in the dark. doesn't bother me in the least at all. And I also had a spirit of rejection. I remember picked up a spirit of rejection somehow in, the, in my childhood or was generational. And I remember the Lord, uh, when he delivered me from that one, my eyes were open. I actually saw that spirit. I yawned real big. As it came out, and I saw a big, fat, wormy-looking, ugly thing as it left me. And spirits generally do come out through the mouth, by the way. If you're wondering how they do come out, there should be some type of manifestation when the spirits do leave. Just recognize that if you don't have any manifestation whatsoever, then you're probably not delivered from it. I want to just touch on one thing you said, the spirit of rejection. And one of the things I think is really important is the prenatal influence, things that happened while you were in your mother's womb, believe it or not. And the commonest that I find, the commonest single thing is rejection. You know, a mother might resent the baby that's in her womb for whatever reason. She resents that little life due to whatever kind of circumstances. And that little person's very sensitive to attitudes and it forms a spirit of rejection. You know, or the pregnant person could have some sort of trauma happen to them and suddenly there's a spirit of fear. And I want to just kind of recap for people, Pastor, So the ways that demons can attack and operate, again, you touched on emotions, so anger, fear can be self-pity, jealousy, depression, rejection, loneliness, despair, rebellion. That resentment is a huge thing. And I want to say if you harbor unforgiveness, you are a legitimate target for being tormented. I'm talking mental and physical and spiritual torment. Hatred, resentment, unforgiveness is huge. So, I mean, I always say forgive everyone for everything, doubt, unbelief, confusion, deception, a lying tongue, criticism, gossip, you know, people that cause a lot of contention and strife, blasphemy, unclean speech, negative talking. You talked about this woman that was swearing like a trucker, but yet in church, you know, really nice. Um, Mm -hmm. Another big area is lust. Not talking just sex and masturbation, adultery, fornication, homosexuality. There's all sorts of horrid perversions but lust is a whole area i say on its own because any kind of perverted desires and appetites any kind of debauchery they crave sex or gluttony compulsivity addictions alcohol drugs porn is huge and steve quell said a phrase one time i thought it was interesting pastor he said demons work out their appetites through humans Look at the lure, the lust. Porn's a billion-dollar industry in North America. Men can access the most vile filth at the click of a mouse or press an iPad button and boom. Just this ubiquitous plethora of moral perversions today. You know, look at the TV lineups. Ghost hunters, walking dead, zombies, vampires, ghouls, aliens, and all this sex. It's like we're classically conditioned to accept all these sorts of perversions. The occult is a huge piece too, isn't it? And All false religion, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witness, Muslim, Monism, Pantheism, New Age, Buddhism. And one of the questions we always get is how do spirits come in and what's the opening to it? And one of the biggest ways I think people have to understand, Pastor Kyle, is the occult. And you mentioned Freemasonry. That connection is huge. And I think even though you may say, well, wait a minute, you know, I had a great grandfather who was a Freemason. What's that got to do with me? Even though some of your ancestry, your generations could have been involved in a cult or Freemason or secret societies, you still can be affected by that, can't you? 
Absolutely. You know, the open door is sin, and it doesn't have to be just your sin. It could be the, the family line sin. Great-grandpa, he could have been involved in something, and it came down to uh, the very presence. And that spirit desires to stay in a family, and that's why I say when people and your, your loved ones die or someone dies in the family, be sure to cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Otherwise, you might uh, leave that funeral with some unwelcome guests attached to you because they're looking for open doors in the family line to stay in that family line because these are generational, familiar family spirits that won't leave the family until they're forcibly removed. And so that's very important. Well, and again, I think it's just important that people understand, even though some of your ancestry or your generations before you think, well, you know, I have no control over that, but it can still affect you by attaching itself. So then general occultic involvement, but again, Freemasonry connections is huge for some reason. But mm-hmm. let's talk about now, shift gears a little bit and talk about how to get free. And I'm really excited because at the end of the show, Pastor Kyle, for people that want to have a prayer over them, deliverance is crucial. And it's really my main area that I feel that I'm called to, too, is deliverance and healing. And I think it is so crucial in this time when we're seeing just an absolute blatant and flagrant anything goes nowadays. And I think that's part of it is this, what is going on in our once Christian nation, really? Well, I understand that, indeed. And so how can people get free from these evil entities that are in their life? We'll talk about that a minute because you want to get free. Once you realize you have a problem, if you continue to go on with your problem and not deal with it, then that is ignorance, you know. God doesn't want us to remain in ignorance. He wants us to be free so we can fully follow after him. So, number one, you have to want to get free. No, that's that's so critical that you want to get free. And some people like their demons. I've had a number of people that uh, were addicted to tobacco, and they just they they say, "I love the smoke." Well, a lot of times, what people are feeling are the feelings that the demons give them, and people get addicted to those feelings. And you're addicted to that feeling, and you've got to recognize that it's an evil entity that's attached to you, and you begin to hate that evil. The Bible commands us to hate evil. You mean I can hate the devil? Well, of course you need to hate the devil. That's what the Bible tells us to. He's the epitome of evil. And and it says in the Word of God that we're to hate evil and depart from iniquity. And so you've got to hate what's in you. You've got to hate that and come out of agreement with that. And you've got to realize that deliverance is more than just a quick fix for your convenience so you can keep on being the way you are. No, you have to learn to to hate those things, and you have to admit to yourself that you need deliverance. And see, that's a big step. You know, I didn't want to admit that in my early days. I threw out deliverance. I didn't believe that a Christian could have a demon. But then I had to take a second look at my own life, and there were things that I just were not getting free from through fasting and praying and, and seeking the Lord, reading the Word of God. And so I realized that maybe that I did need deliverance. So I, I picked that up again, and And I remember one of my first uh, major deliverances was on the Sea of Galilee when I was in Israel. Years ago, several deliverance ministers from the East Coast prayed over me until about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I got a lot of deliverance. And so been doing it ever since then. And that was, uh, was, what, 83, 84? And see, you can't counsel out a devil. You've got to remember that. You must cast them out. As Jesus said in Mark 16, In my name you shall cast out devils. 
okay? I, I remember a precious brother in Arkansas who was in a wheelchair during a service. The Lord showed me that devil, and they were talking to me and saying, we don't have to go, we don't have to go. He doesn't believe a Christian can have a demon. They were mocking me, and it was these little black imps that were attached to his legs that were keeping him crippled, and there were demons, precious brother in the Lord, had children, young men, and, and yet as precious as they were, they did not believe in deliverance, so the spirits had a right to keep them crippled up. So mm-hmm. how many but sincere but sincerely wrong Christians are like that today? Definitely you have to hate it. Definitely you need to repent for any unforgiveness. The Bible says if we have unforgiveness, we could be turned over to the tormentors in Matthew 8, chapter 18. And we don't want that to happen. And so be humble about it and, and, and face yourself honestly. And if you know that you have sin in your life, repent for that. And then if you have connections or if you're looking at pornography, then be accountable for uh, your computer or do something to stop doing it. You don't just keep doing the things that you want to get delivered from, okay? If you get delivered, then you just you break the habit pattern, in other words. Folks, Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. The Green New Deal appears to be the number one headline in the news, and it is not going anywhere. But is this New Deal really new? This green agenda is not about saving the planet as its creators are quick to espouse. It is instead the re-implementation of an ancient pagan imperial doctrine that seeks to destroy the world's nation-states, implement global governance, and drastically reduce the world's population. The new religion of Gaia is in fact a revival of paganism that rejects Christianity altogether and considers its followers to be its biggest enemy. Gaia is a cunning mixture of science, paganism, eastern mysticism, and feminism and has made this pagan cult the fastest growing religion on the planet. It views the Christian faith as the only obstacle preventing the formation of a global religion centered on uniting all forms of life around the goddess of Mother Earth. In her critically acclaimed book, Green Gospel, author, researcher, and broadcaster Sheila Zielinski demolishes what you think you know about the Green New Deal. She exposes how the claim that the human-induced global warming and the green agenda were diabolical plans deliberately hatched decades ago by the UN and are the greatest frauds of our time. Green Gospel unpacks the greatest deception of our era and takes you through the astonishing who, what, when, where, and why of the Green New Deal and explains what it's really all about. Get your copy of Green Gospel today. You're watching The Sheila Zielinski Show. A lot of people can't break the habit pattern. They get the demon out, but then they go right back into the same lifestyle, and the demons come back. Well, what I say, if that's the case, then keep getting deliverance until you're really able to walk it out, and eventually you will. Uh, If a demon comes back, well, get some more deliverance until you finally are walking in that full liberty that God wants you to have. And keep getting them out until you're walking in liberty and fullness of that liberty that God has. Now, one other thing is that you can do self-deliverance, and you should be doing that as a believer. But some with the deeper entrenched spirits 
you might need a seasoned deliverance minister to help you get those out, okay? But once you start getting deliverance and you've had some deliverance, you should be doing self-deliverance. Say you go out into a situation and you're in a, uh, you see something that you shouldn't, it's dark, it's evil, and a spirit might come on you or get, a, get attached to you through that. Well, go home and take a spiritual shower. Cast that demon out. Cast those spirits out. Because in life, there are many opportunities for a demon to be picked up, such as a car accident. Trauma will come in. Spirit of trauma can come in in an accident, or you could pick up an accident-prone spirit sometimes as well. Well, I think it's just important that people understand there is a way that you can get free. And you, you really touched on a key piece here, and it's really wanting to be free. But it's also about confessing Jesus as Lord. I think mm-hmm. it's being humble and honest. I think a, a key area is confessing any and all known sin, including unforgiveness, and repenting, you know, that mm-hmm. remission of sin that we talked about earlier. And I think breaking all connections with the occult if you're still dabbling in any area, and maybe you don't know, you say, well, I don't know what area. Well, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal anything that is occultic. And I think it's really important, Pastor Kyle, to be putting on full armor, living by God's word, being obedient, being in discipleship, having right fellowship, putting on the garment of praise. Demons cannot stand the garment of praise. You know, when we're in that, yeah, when we're in that real area where we're praising God and giving him thanks and and honoring him and glorifying him, Satan just can't stand that environment. And I think being in God's word is a huge one as well. Oh, absolutely. Like I remember when David played the harp, it subdued the demons that were in King Saul. Same thing today. I've watched it happen many times. People have demons, but you put on praise and worship, really worship God, and the demons are subdued. They cannot manifest during that time. And, And so that helps a lot of people. One other thing that's very important is that you clean your house out, too. Yes. A lot of people have accursed objects in their yes. home. You read Deuteronomy 7:26. you know, you need to clean the house out because accursed things in your possession, such as, uh, you know, horoscopes in your house or dream catchers, that's that just mm. an open door for demons to attack you and, and stay in your home. Well, I have a story, actually, interesting. Two weeks ago, the Lord really put it impressed upon me as I was walking into her house. She had a big, huge statue of a sun god, and she didn't think anything of it, but she had got this as a gift in Mexico. And I really felt when I walked by that, I thought, this needs to go. She's been habitually sick for the last few months. I said, I really feel like the Lord has spoken to me about this. We prayed after she got rid of it. She ended up, you know, smashing it, getting rid of it. Um, not just, you know, Not just taking it down to the Salvation Army, but getting rid of it so that there's no attachment. And once we prayed, she absolutely got delivered from her sickness. So I really believe these objects can also bring in sickness, disease, illness, things that we just think, well, it's an illness, it's a disease. But these kind of things actually are manifestations of demonic presence too, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. We've seen that repeatedly where people would have a cursed object in their house and would be sick and they would get rid of the cursed object. They would get well. You know, so they do have that attachment to a physical body and, and the right to attack them physically if they have given permission by keeping that object in their home. In fact, Joshua 7.13 says that we can't stand against our enemies if we have the accursed thing in our possession. And uh, that is so true. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Pastor Kyle, this has been absolutely fascinating. And I think the biggest thing for people now is once they suspect that they do have, you know, some sort of an issue, they can record this prayer that you're going to pray over the people that want. If you're not saved, I mean, that's the number one thing, isn't it? It really is about scripture tells us that old things are passed away and you become a new creature in Christ once you are saved. And again, that's really important, isn't it, Pastor Kyle? Well, that's the first step of of a new life. If if you have not asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, come into your heart and repent for your sins, then you you wouldn't be able to maintain your deliverance if you got some. So that's the first step. Please, if you have not done that today, would you ask Jesus to wash your sins away by the blood that he shed on the cross for you 2,000 years ago? Would you repent for those sins and, and just ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your life? That's your first step for deliverance. And then, of course, after that, then we'll be happy to pray the deliverance uh, prayer for you and begin to cast those spirits out. Now, how do they come out? They generally come out through your mouth, coughing, sighing, burping, yawning. Sometimes you'll have phlegm. You'll need to spit something up. You might want to have some Kleenex around. Generally, they come out through the mouth, coughing, sighing, burping, yawning, spitting, or sometimes you feel like you, you have a stomach ache or something and something needs to be released. You may have tingling in different parts of your body or your skin may get real hot. Just doing one last night where the skin got real hot and they began to sweat as the spirits manifested and came out. So generally the word for for spirit, of course, is is pneuma, which uh, means air, wind, in the air, in the wind. So that's how they come out. Now we'll just start commanding them to come out. If you'd like uh, me to do that, I'll be happy to pray for Uh, some deliverance here and lead you all in a prayer today. Yes, please do that, Pastor. Lead our listeners into a prayer for deliverance. Okay. All right. Just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, in the name of Jesus, I command every wicked spirit in me, every spirit that is not the spirit of God, to come out of me now. I cover myself and my family with the blood of Jesus, and I break every curse over myself both inherited and otherwise, and command the spirits that enforce the curse on me to leave me now in Jesus' name. Now, I also would say cover your animals, your possessions with the blood. We don't want any spirits going there, so we just cover any animals or pets with the blood of Jesus right now, any children, any other family members in the house. We cover them with the blood of Jesus and just say that the spirits cannot go into them in Jesus' name. All right, now I'm going to just begin to call out some particular spirits. We'll tell them to go, and I want you to just relax and and let them go out of you as we begin to command them to leave, okay? I'm just going to start commanding them. In the name of Jesus right now, we just command that spirit of, of anger to come out of people right now in Jesus' name. We just break any inherited curses of anger over people's lives. You come out of there in the name of Jesus. Anger, come out. Come out, come out of people right now, all the way out. Loose them and let them go. Spirits of witchcraft, in Jesus' name, you come out. Generational witchcraft, inherited witchcraft, witchcraft from Satanists, witches or warlocks that have been sent against you. We command them to come up out of there right now in the name of Jesus. Start manifesting and coming out, 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 all the way out. 
All spirits of witchcraft, incantation, chanting, mantras, meditation, hexes, vexes, magic, come out, come out, come out. If you've ever been hypnotized, you need deliverance. Come out, hypnotism, come out, 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 out of there. All the way out. Spirits of hypnotism, spirits of, of sorcery, spirits of fortune telling, Ouija board, tarot cards, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. You don't, No, you may not be doing it now, but if you've ever done it, you need deliverance. Come out, come out, come out, come out, come out, come out. That obstinate, prideful spirit, you come out, 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 out of there, all the way out, all the way out. We break your power. We break mental illness off of you, generational mental illness. Come out, come out, come out of people right now. Loose them and let them go by the blood of Jesus. Go, 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 go. Come out of there. In the name of Jesus, fear spirits, all fear, fear of the future, all fear, fear of the dark, fear of rejection, fear of failure. Come out of people right now. In Jesus' name, we break the curse of the infirmity spirits over you. Come out. Spirits of infirmity, spirits of sickness, spirits of disease, spirits of accident proneness. Come out. 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 Addiction to tobacco. Come out. Come out of there right now. Go. In Jesus' name, go. All that addiction to tobacco, addiction to drugs, come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out of there in the name of Jesus. Be weakened by the blood and come out of there right now. Go. In Jesus' name. It'll help everyone. If you cough a few times, <coughs> that helps get them moving sometimes. You come on up out of there. Go. 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 Go, that spirit of lust, that spirit of pornography, come out by the blood of Jesus. Loose the people, let them go all the way out. All that lust, all those lesbian spirits, homosexual spirits, come out, come out, come out, come out. Pornography, come out. We break the curse of pornography over your mind. In Jesus' name, those mind-binding spirits, that mind control, come out. If you've ever used drugs, you most likely have mind control. We break that mind control off of you. Come out, 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 all the way out. By the blood of Jesus, loose them and let them go. All the way out. Jesus' name, come out. Alcoholism, alcohol curses, we break that alcohol. In Jesus' name, come out. In Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus. And we find so many Christians have had abortion. We break that curse of abortion. You spirit of abortion, you spirit of murder, come out, come out, come out of there all the way out, all the way out by the blood of Jesus right now. Loose them and let them go. Spirit of murder, come out. Spirit of strife, come out. Marriage-breaking spirit, you come out. Out of people's marriages, you spirit of marriage-breaking, come out, come out, come out, come out. Spirit of divorce, we break the curse of divorce in Jesus' name. We break the curse of perpetual singleness, not able to, to find a good mate for your life. It's spirits that try to sabotage your life where you can't have a, a good godly mate. So many Christians are looking for that today. And the enemy's been waiting to set you up with the wrong one at times. Other times the demons will just block you where you would, you can't find a, a godly mate or, or won't let you get in that relationship. You come out of there right now. Those spirits of perpetual singleness come out, come out, come out. And then, of course, some people are called to singleness. That's okay. Uh, you come out of there right now. Go, 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 go. Spirits of epilepsy, you come out. Spirit of heart trouble, circulatory problems, come out of people right now. Jesus name. Go, go, go. Spirits of unforgiveness, come out. Come out right now. All that unforgiveness, spirits of idolatry, come out right now. Idolizing things, materialism, come out right now. Spirit of materialism, spirit of religion, all that religious spirit, you come out right now, all the way out. 
all the way out by the blood of Jesus. Keep moving by the blood right now. You have to go. All that dishonesty, you come out. Self-deception, you come out. Yoga spirits, come out. Eastern mysticism, come out by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus right now, loose them and let them go. Spirits that come in through seances, you come out. Go, go, go. Levitation, spells, come out. Jesus' name. Controlled by witchcraft. I want to break any curses over you right now that any witches or warlocks have put on you right now. We just break in the name of Jesus. We cut and sever and cancel any curses by witches, warlocks, or Satanists, people that don't like you because you're a Christian and that have tried to curse you. And many have gone down and many churches have closed over curses of witches and warlocks and Satanists. So we break those curses over you right now in the name of Jesus and send them back where they came from in the name of Jesus right now. As it says in, in Psalms, that he that loveth cursing, let him be cursed. So we send those curses back where they came from right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we break them off of you. Come out, 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 out of there, all the way out. We cover you with the blood of Jesus. We drive them up out of there in the name of Jesus right now, all the way out. All pride, you go right now. Spirits of pride, spirits of pouting, spirits of hatred for men or hatred for women, you come out right now. Spirits of stubbornness right now, you loose the people. Bitterness, come out, come out, come out. Hatred for self, you come out. All that hatred for self, I bind you and break your power over people in the name of Jesus. Right now, go all the way out, all the way out, all the way up out of there. And I know I'm not going to go too long here, but let's just pray a closing prayer. Father, we just seal this deliverance to those who have received deliverance today, Father. And just thank you that some may keep on coming out throughout the rest of the day. But, Lord, we just thank you for their deliverance and ask you to seal it to them. Help them to walk it out and keep it and see the liberty that you grant to people who are free, Lord, from these spirits that have tormented them all the days of their life, Lord. We thank you for deliverance. We give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Pastor, I really appreciate that prayer. And Pastor, please give out your website if people have any questions. I'd love to hear about testimonies of people getting freed from things today. I think it was a very, very powerful prayer I just want to encourage people to not only visit your website, but really be supporting your ministry. This is a powerful deliverance ministry worthy of your offerings, and I think it's so important to support somebody really doing the work of God, and you certainly are a powerhouse anointed man of prayer for sure. So do give that out to my listeners, please, Pastor Kyle. Okay. Well, thank you for your kind words, and I give God all the glory, of course, for everything that he's done. The website is the Oasis Place. Org. There are plenty of uh, CDs and things you can get to learn more about deliverance if you'd like to. Theoasisplace.org. The email is theoasis1 at the number one at localnet.com. Theoasis1 at localnet.com. And thank you so much, sister, for having me on. Thank you for your deliverance ministry. I think that one of the most amazing ministries that somebody can have in this time, in what's happening in our culture, our society, and I really support you 100%, and I want to encourage people to go visit your website and support you all they can. Thank you so much, Pastor John Kyle. Thank you. Like us on Twitter, Facebook. Shoot us an email. Let us know how you like the show, and also we are very open to suggestions on future guests. And, of course, Pastor John Kyle was one of the guests that you guys picked, and we were so happy to have him on the program today, and we want to encourage people to get in touch with Pastor John Kyle. Thanks for tuning in.
I want to ask you a question today. Are you saved? What do you have to do to be saved? The time is now. If you've not already given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's time that you do so. And you can do it right now at this very moment. Just agree with this following prayer. I'm going to ask you to believe this in faith and pray this with all your heart. And if you do so, you'll receive the free gift of salvation that Jesus bought for you. Jesus bought the penalty for sin. Pray this out loud right now. Dear God in heaven, I come to you today as a lost sinner. I'm asking you that you save my soul and cleanse me from all sin and unrighteousness. I realize in my heart my need for salvation, which can only come through Jesus Christ. I repent for my sins now, and I accept Jesus Christ into my heart, and I receive what he did on the cross at Calvary in order to purchase my redemption. In obedience to your word, God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. You said in your word, which cannot lie, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. That's Romans 10:13. And I've called upon your name exactly as you have said in your word, and I do believe that right now I am saved. Amen. If you've sincerely prayed those words above and believe in your heart upon the Lord Jesus Christ, then at this moment you are saved and your name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And congratulations, because that was the most important decision you've ever made. Know that Jesus really does love you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16 Contact us today. We have a free book that we'd like to send you out if you have made that commitment today. Hey folks, listen, do you know how vitally important it is that you subscribe, like, and share these videos? Because when you take that simple action, you're helping to boost the show's algorithms. You know what they're doing out there on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. They use AI to monitor and distribute content. So when you do share, like, and subscribe, it helps the show appear in more people's news feeds. And that is important with all this Stasi censorship, isn't it? So by liking and sharing, you're actually taking part, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, equipping the saints. You're part of that. You become part of the harvesting of souls for God's eternal kingdom. So please, again, take a moment to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Like, share, and subscribe.